Hey, y'all. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this week's episode of the Worlds of Country podcast. I'm your host, Andrew. On this week's episode, Brandon Davis joins me to talk about his musical journey and his brand new single, More Than a Flag, which is one of my favorite songs so far this year that y'all should definitely go check out. Talk to you guys on the other side. Thank you guys so much for listening. I think I finally trained myself not to talk over that thing after all this time. (laughs) Hey, Brandon, how are you? I'm doing well, buddy. How about yourself? I'm doing good. What have you been up to lately? I uh, just trying to write music, play music, and uh, get these shows on the road. Yeah, it's so nice to be back to everything being normal, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. It's been uh, been kind of crazy because right as all this started for us, COVID was hitting real hard, and live music really wasn't something we could just go out and do. And I was used to playing it, you know, off and on throughout my life with a family band and stuff like that. And, you know, I finally had the opportunity to do it myself and there wasn't anywhere to go. So online was the key ticket. And now things are finally opening back up. We can we can spread out from place to place, start playing again. Was it difficult for you to sort of embrace the online world as a way to spread your music? I mean, honestly, it was something that was brand new to me. Uh my wife started researching like TikTok and stuff like that. She kept saying, Hey, I'm seeing a lot of people promote music on here. You need to get on TikTok and uh, just sing some songs, see what people say. I was like, well, I've seen ads for TikTok and there's a lot of people doing like crazy dances and trying to be funny. I was like, I can't dance. I'm not a comedian. I got dad jokes. That's about it. I was like, so I, I just don't think it's going to work. Finally, she uh, cornered me in the car on a drive back from Pigeon Forge on Father's Day and said, look, just sing. I don't care what you sing. Just do it. So I sang. And, you know, a few videos later, we had one go viral and things took off. People wanted more. People wanted originals. And, you know, one thing led to another. Now we're a year into this with a, a decent fan base, playing shows, music on platforms and just blessed all around. All thanks to all thanks to online music. Once you go viral on TikTok, is there sort of a pressure to keep it going for the next one? I guess in a sense, but really for us, it was in the start, it was just the love of doing it. Everybody wanted to hear more music. So plus a lot of ours is kind of on the spur of the moment. It's just her saying, coming up and randomly saying, hey, hey, baby, sing me this. And so it it was kind of just a, a natural thing to happen. I'm singing around the house all the time. Kiddos are always singing along with me. So it. I won't say that there's not pressure when you post some videos and you're like, ah, is this one going to do what the last one did? But it's it's for the love of it, man. And we're, we're enjoying the fact that people keep supporting us and keep blowing these videos up. We're th- very, very thankful for that. So when did you know that music was what you wanted to do with your life? Music has always been a passion. It's been a passion since I was little because it, as I was growing up, my dad was playing country music. He was playing gospel music. My papa did the same thing with gospel, traveling around with my mama. And I've always been around it. I've always watched my dad go out and play shows. We've sang around the house. Like I said, we had a family band for a, a period of about 10 years where we played once a month at a local opera house out here in Birchwood, Tennessee. And I've wrote songs since probably 2007, 2008. But Baseball was the first passion, went after it hard. Baseball wasn't the avenue that I was going to actually get to take to the next level. I made it to college, and that was that. Pursued a degree because I didn't know, you know, how to test the waters yet in music, didn't really know how to approach it or how to launch a career. So I kept doing it as a hobby, and 
you know, COVID with everyone being shut down, everyone kind of being in front of their phones and kind of tuning into a digital world gave us an avenue through TikTok and Instagram and stuff like that to really just put it out there and see what the feelers were going to be. If it was going to be a positive reaction, no reaction, negative reaction. And luckily it was positive. It grew and it grew quick. So that, that was my introduction to it. And once I found out that I was able to keep going, we kept pushing because I, I was actually in a car wreck back in 2019. And that made me realize, you know, Hey, life, life is short. Woke up in a hospital bed and didn't know, didn't know how close I came until everyone told me the details to losing it all. And I, I don't want my kids to ever have a regret. I don't want myself to ever have a regret that we didn't go after what, what our goals and dreams are. And music, that's my goal. It's my dream. I'm going to chase it. And I want to show my kids that if I'm, I'm able to chase mine, you can do the same. That's really so important because we all get bogged down by everyday things and we lose sight of the bigger picture and what we're really doing here. For sure. I agree completely. So what's the process for you between blowing up on TikTok and writing these songs to getting them recorded and placed on platform? Uh, well, my process, especially for writing, is a little unconventional. Uh, we've started doing co-routes a lot more recently and that's kind of more of a regulated thing that I wasn't used to. And I'm thankful now because we've networked with some really great people and made some lifelong friends out of it. But prior to that, I mean, me writing a song was riding around in the truck and using what spare time I had to take what thoughts were in my head and just start recording them down. I'd get one stuck in there. All of a sudden I had a, a song boiling in my mind and I wanted to record it. I'd break out the phone, make a quick memo and get home and break out the guitar and start playing it. I mean, half the time I'd have a full song before I even got to the house. Like Ice Cold, for instance, was a song I wrote on a Friday. I was sick and tired from work. I was ready to be home. Wrote the thing while I was on my way home from the office. And now, two years later, that song is one that blew up on a TikTok live one night. Everyone wanted to hear it. They wanted to hear it over and over again every time we got on. And They've dubbed it the BD Brigade Anthem. So stuff like that amazes me because we can take a voice memo on a phone and turn that into something that we want to further produce. We can share it with people on TikTok and Instagram and Facebook and YouTube. And once you get the traction and you see what people love and what they're gearing towards and what actually relates to them and kind of like step by step, it related with so many people that shared my story of being a stepdad and, you know, foster parents and all of that being able to take those relations and turn that into a song you can actually put together with a producer, which we've been blessed with two really great producers so far. Very thankful for the team we've built. And we kind of learned how to get it on platforms from ground level of not knowing anything, having no clue what we were doing, uh, recording the song, uh, all the vocals that we cut in the master bedroom closet that we fashioned into a uh, recording booth. And, uh, We've also been blessed with some really great instrumentation on this. Some uh, musicians that have got on these tracks are just phenomenal. Great Nashville musicians, guys that have played with some of the biggest names in country. And so a voice memo turning into a song that now everyone can go stream on Spotify and iTunes, so on and so forth. It's it's crazy to me, but now that I see it happening, it's it's something that I'm definitely going to keep pushing. We're not going to stop doing it. 
it's crazy to just watch it start from that little small stage and grow and grow and grow until the final product must be crazy from the inside even more so yeah it, it definitely is something that you never expect but you're very grateful for when it happens so um <clears throat> your upcoming song more than a flag could you um for people that don't know could you tell us the story behind that song and how that song all came together well, the song initially, my wife came up to me day before Memorial Day and uh, we were getting ready to leave out. She said, hey, you know, write me a song for Memorial Day. Caught me at the fridge and I said, OK. So I thought the first thing that came to mind was when I think Memorial Day, I think of, you know, the people that fought and died for us. I think of the the ones who didn't get to make it back home. And I remember thinking so much that the American flag is one of the biggest symbols that people look look for. It's what we, it's what we lower when we've lost someone. It's what we look to, to symbolize our freedom. And so many people have fought under that flag. So that was the first thing that came into my mind. It's more than a flag. It's more than just, you know, a bunch of threads put together and, you know, hung up on a flagpole. So I, I ran with that, put together a quick chorus in my head and everyone came and said, Hey, we love this. We want you to finish this. I was like, well, Okay, now I got to sit down and actually make this into something. So uh, I went back that night, stayed up till midnight, and uh, wrote the wrote the remainder of the song. Which the second verse kind of it's loosely based on my my granddaddy John's my mother's father, and he served back in the 1950s. He uh, flew airplanes and was lucky enough to be one of the ones that did make it back home. And when he passed from a heart attack back in the late eighties, they gave my granny a, uh, a flag and a frame box. So if you listen to the second verse, which anyone can go see this on YouTube right now, uh, the release is going to have the same story spelled out, but my granddaddy, John served, came back home and there's so many that didn't. So this song pretty much as a father talking to a son, explaining the fact that you can learn so much about history of America, about this flag in school, but there's parts of it. They're not going to tell you because there's personal stories that go into every single bit of this. So it is more than a flag. And that's what I wanted to convey in this song is that, you know, if, if you look at that, I want you to think about all the people that fought for that flag, all the people that, made sure that every day you have the ability to wake up and breathe in a free country. So I'm very thankful for the message behind it. I'm glad that I'm finally getting to convey something like this and share this with so many veterans because we've had people sending in pictures, homecoming videos of themselves, family members and friends that served. And we're going to be including all that in a music video and getting to see the stories that are coming through on these emails. It just, some of it just breaks your heart. Some of it warms your heart because it's it's stuff that you don't get to see. It's not blasted across, you know, the media and history books. And I'm I'm thankful to be a part of that. I feel like it's such an important message, especially these days where you have a bunch of people basically saying, it's just the flag. Why do you care so much? It's just the flag. And you're basically telling them exactly why we care so much. Exactly. And I'm happy to share that message. Yeah. So was this, how emotional was the song to write? It was very emotional because when you start writing something like this, you're not just thinking about words that you're putting down on a piece of paper or chords that you're laying into a tune. You're thinking about all the people that 
all the people that are going to connect with this song, all the people that are going to sit down and really reflect about, like I said, themselves, family members, friends, you know, those that they've lost, those that came back home that might not have been the same as when they left, because there's some people I've got a, a close friend that told me, look, you know, I came home from serving and it's like, I never left the battlefield. It took me, took him a while to ever really get past that. And it's not something I personally have that experience with, but I am so thankful for the ones that do, because that that's something that all of us should be cherishing every day is that there are those that are brave enough to serve our country, both at home overseas and writing something like that. It's written for other people. It's written for everyone else. It's not written for me. It's written for everyone to be able to say, Hey, look, I love this song because it's either about me or it's about, it's about my grandfather. It's about my father, about my brother, you know, about my sister that served about countless different stories that can be shared across this country. So was this, this was a solo, right? Yes. This was just me. I sat down here on the couch in the living room and I I toyed with this thing till midnight trying to make sure that I was be, number one, that I was being authentic to those that, that did serve this country. And number two, that I was conveying a story that was going to connect with them. I was going to register with anyone who, who put on the uniform. So you said that you've gone into co-writing more recently. What has that adjustment been like for you to go from solo rights to co-writing? Well, the big, the biggest thing for me is that finally I've got, you know, more than just my brain trying to come up with a set of words and being able to sit down and kind of bounce ideas off each other and say, well, you know, I love this direction, but I think we can hit, we can hit a mark that's just a little bit higher. And I've done zoom rights. I've done rights where we've been in person. And every time we sit down, it's especially when you write with some of, some of the same people over and over, it's like you build on each other and you start getting, more and more quality out of each right. And it's, it's awesome, man. I mean, especially now that we do have this, you know, stuff like zoom FaceTime and things like that to connect across miles and miles where used to, you got to sit and wait and everybody's schedules got to be together. You got to drive and find a meeting place, but it's, it's allowed me to get deeper into subjects and songwriting capabilities that by myself, you know, who knows if I'd ever touched it. So do you feel that, it's allowed you to grow as a writer that now even in your solo rights, you could reach another level. Oh, I completely agree with that. It's opened my mind to techniques that, you know, previously I, I wasn't using and just kind of different avenues of thinking, being able to open my mind to a, a different, a different direction on how to make a song a little bit better than what it could be, or really kind of not necessarily second guess myself, but go back and check and say, okay, well, I love what I did here, but let's see if we can make this, you know, one step better. It's so always, it's helped me. It's always good to challenge yourself. Oh yeah, absolutely. So it's are you better? Are you living out in Nashville now, or or no? Currently, we're still in the Chattanooga area, so the uh, Nashville's only a short two-hour drive up the road. We're there as much as we can be, and especially as we travel up north, we always make sure in a you know, make a little pit stop right there in the music city. That way we can pop in and spend a little time and 
just ambled around the area. We were walking around the streets with a guitar back when we were promoting ice cold and it, it's awesome. I, I love the atmosphere up there in Nashville. So never far away, but who knows one day we might be getting, uh, getting a little bit closer and make a move. That's a, uh, not quite two hours away. So the goal is to eventually get there. Goals to eventually get there. Yeah. However, that pathway to getting there, however we have to take the steps to make that happen. The goal is eventually being in Nashville. Yeah, the time has the timing has to be right. Yes, sir. So um what's next for you after more than a flag? After more than a flag, it's more music. More music. You know, always gonna, more music. Always, man. We we've always got something cooking. Uh got several songs we've had a lot of good <laughs> feedback on, several that are uh wrapping up on production that we're getting ready to release. And, you know, we're writing every day, there's more to come. And the more people want, the more we're going to try to keep giving them because this is this is something that I love. My wife loves. We've got our heart and souls in it, and you know we're we're going to keep pushing it. She's my ultimate hype woman, and she doesn't she doesn't let me waver on it. And you know, vice versa. We're the we're we're trying to hold each other up, keep pushing each other each other a step farther. That way, we can make this music the best it can be. It's definitely a great support system to have. Absolutely. And hopefully there's more shows and, you know, the bigger the plans get day by day, the more we keep pushing for a, you know, one step higher. We've got big plans in the works that are coming up this coming month. Uh, Some really great songs that we've shared that we've uh, wrapped up and we're getting ready to hopefully start production on. I've actually got a surprise coming for her little song that we're, we're calling recipe for now because it's still cooking. But, uh, Definitely got a lot of big things coming, and I'm very, very thankful for it. So, at this point, do you feel that you've sort of figured out how the industry works, or you're still learning? It, man, it is an ever-changing beast. Every day we learn something new. We came in this thing not really knowing anything whatsoever. We've learned a lot in the past year, but to say that we know how it works, I, I, I couldn't, couldn't begin to say, man. Because he's something, something different. I don't think anyone really knows how it works if we're if we're all being honest here. I don't even think the industry knows how it works, man. They're still trying to make it better. So what would you say is the biggest lesson you've learned so far along this road? Biggest lesson that I think I've learned is if you've got something in your heart that you want to share with people and it's truly your passion, don't be afraid to share it. Don't be afraid to put it out there because you'll find that more people – connect with what you connect with than what you'll ever know. And if you're hiding it, no one's ever going to see it. If you put it out there, that's when you get the opportunity to let it grow. Yeah. I feel like that's a message that goes far beyond music as well. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Yes, sir. I appreciate you having me on, man. It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. Have a great night. You as well, buddy. Thank you guys so, so much for listening. If you liked what you heard from Brandon, be sure to go follow him on social media. If you liked what you heard on our end, subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening. Leave us a nice review, five stars. Talk to you guys next week. Thank you guys so much.